another edition of touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. And the Tennessee Titans were able to win their fifth game in a row this weekend versus the Houston Texans. The score is 17-10. The Titans ran the football for 314 yards, most of that by Derrick Henry, 32 carries, 219 yards, two touchdowns. His 75 touchdowns in his career just passed Eddie George for the most all-time in Titans team history. Very good accomplishment for him, but we know about Derrick Henry. We knew that story going in. We knew the dominance he's had over the Houston Texans, which for those that aren't aware He's had four straight 200-plus-yard games against the Texans. So, yes, almost nearly 900 to 1,000 yards running the football against the Texans the last four games. Pretty unreal. But, again, not the main story or one of the biggest stories of the game. It was... The story, but you expect Henry to get his yards, especially the way he's been rolling the last three games of going into this one. The other story here was Ryan Tannehill was not able to play. You know, at the end of last week's game versus the... <clears throat> Versus the Indianapolis Colts. He suffered an ankle injury that had him at the podium with the boot on. Now, we weren't sure how serious it was. Didn't really practice during the week. You know, those different things happened. Then you hear Saturday illness, ankle injury. You know, at that point, there's potential that he will not be starting on Sunday. And that's exactly what happened as he did not even make the trip. And rookie quarterback Malik Willis made the start. His first start in the NFL. Now, of course, the Titans again won 17-10. Their fifth straight victory. But this one was all run game and a little less about the quarterback position. But within that, you see the potential and you see the room for growth in Mr. Malik Willis. Yes, this episode we're going to feature Mr. Malik Willis talking about uh, his first NFL start talking about the pluses, the minuses, and all the different things in between. So stay tuned. We're going to go to a quick 
commercial break. Just kind of wanted to bring you all into the reference of what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And when you come back, we're going to dive a little bit more into the game. Now, I know he only had 10 attempts passing the football. I'm very aware of that. But within those 10 attempts and within the entire game, there's some things you can definitely take away from this. We'll be right back after these commercial breaks. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, Take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back. And like I mentioned before the break, Malik Willis didn't have a game where you're like, okay, cool. He's got it all under control throwing the football. To be truthful, that's not necessarily the DNA of the Tennessee Titans. They've always been a run-first team. Then you pass the football. So, do you think I was surprised that he only threw that Malik Willis only threw the football ten times? Now, let me paint the picture a little bit better for you. The Titans have been rolling with Derrick Henry. You know, not necessarily the most conventional way. Because of course the first uh the first half he's been he's been getting most of his yards. The second half, not as not you know, not as much room there and some tough sledding. But going into this game, you knew the Houston Texans were the were one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. With that being said, and with Malik Willis being a quarterback, you knew the Titans were going to do what they could to protect their quarterback. Now he did have some situations where he had to throw the football, and he did have some situations where it didn't work out. Most notably in the first half when he threw his first interception. Now, on this play, you have wide receiver Cody Hollister that's running a deep in route. Now, for anyone that knows quarterbacking in the NFL, you have to, you know, those in-breaking routes, all those those type of routes, it's all about timing. Let me explain to you that what that is. I'll give you a prime example. When a guy's running an out pattern, you usually don't see a quarterback throw it while he when he's out of the break. You anticipated the timing there 
once he's getting ready to settle on his break, or once you hit your foot hits a certain like fifth or three or five step drop, boom, you let it go. You trust the timing of between you and the wide receiver to get the play out there, to get the ball out there, and he's gonna be there. For one, it it you know it, the biggest thing it's for is to throw off a defensive back because if you're running the route the way it's supposed to be run and you're out of your break and the ball's already on its way, the defensive back's not going to be able to catch up unless he just completely reads that play greatly. Just not going to be able to catch up. So getting back to the play, it was a deep end route. And Cody Hollister comes across the middle and he's open. But it's like Malik kind of has to see it a little bit more. And now that's a common thing with younger quarterbacks. You know, the difference between college open and pro open is just different. So he comes across the middle. He waits a little bit, waits a beat. And then waiting that beat, he allows the corner to catch up. Now, let me also say this. On the route that Cody Hollister ran, it kind of looked like he kind of veered up the field more. And on the in-breaking route, you got to come straight down to kind of cut down that angle that the defensive back has to undercut the route. So on that route, he comes, he kind of angles it a little bit more up the field, giving the corner a lot more room to come up under and actually make the interception. But, you know, still late on the throw, throws it, interception by the Texans, they got the ball. It ended up not hurting the Titans. Um, and that play is just, it's all about timing on that play and feel. The thing is, Malik hasn't been out there. Ryan Tannehill has. And, of course, he comes from a different style of offense. And at Liberty, it's maybe one, maybe two reads. And if nothing is open, then you take off and run the football. In the NFL, and especially with this offense and majority of offenses out there, you've got more than one or two reads. You've got a few reads. Of course, if all else fails, you got your safety valve or your legs to run the football. And this one, he just simply was late and wanted to trust it a little bit more before he saw it instead of trusting what he's done and trusting put in the work. Now, I'll say those things come with time. They come with experience. They come with him just continuing to grow and learn and evolve in a pro-style offense, which he wasn't a part of in college. So, in that being said, of course, that was a little bit of the ugh, you see. But what I am going to say is, it's not something that's not correctable. It's not something that's that's that cannot be corrected or, you know, something that can't be looked at and coached up. But but by all accounts. Uh, from Mike Vrabel, he definitely, uh, Malik Willis, I mean, he picks up on things pretty fast. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. Uh, he's one of those guys that is a sponge and is always trying to be the best that he can be. So one interception, it happens. He's not going to not throw any interceptions for the rest of his career. Relax, people. It happens. It's a young player learning the NFL. Simply put, and in the end, it did not hurt the Titans. Now, could there be situations where he's in and it could hurt the Titans? Potentially, but at this point in juncture, it did not hurt the Titans at all.
going to take another break. Uh, and I come back, we're going to talk about some of the good things I saw out of Malik Willis, uh, as well as later on in the show, kind of address a few things that I saw on social media from a few Titans so-called fans. You're listening to an ASC South, your host, Mike Patton. We'll be right back. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423 423- Five five seven six seven four six. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography, or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Now, I did talk about the correctable things and then something that didn't go right for Malik in the game. Of course, again, he only had 10 attempts, completed six of them, 55 yards, after five and a half yards per throw. It is what it is. Um, but I did want to talk about something I saw that was actually very excellent and kind of teases you the ability that he has. It was a play basically... You know, he had the, his athletic, athletic ability and arm were on display. In the pocket, he's looking around. Nothing's there. He has to break out. He has to escape. He has to escape the rush. Breaks out to his left, and he throws the football. His arm is getting hit at the same time, mind you. He completes this pass to Robert Woods. Uh, very, very good gain on that one play. And uh, it was for 16 yards. Uh, definitely, you know, good job by Robert Woods of making himself available. Definitely good job for Malik Willis uh, to find him under duress. Now, let's break it down. So the, the protection breaks down. He's aware of where things are in the pocket. So he, you know, he has to flush to his left or right. He knows, hey, I got to move to my left. I got to do what I need to do to get out of this. So he does that, but when he gets out of the pocket, he's not running to run. He's running to see, you know, to suck up the defense or, you know, look for more people that are open down the field. While he's doing this, he still has his head up, which is a great thing because normally in some of these situations, you see a quarterback, this happened, especially a young quarterback, they'll take off running, not have their head upfield at all, just take off running and get what they can get, especially in a down and distance situation. But he doesn't. He keeps his head up the field looking for people. And you have to also applaud him for the courage to throw the football because, I mean, he didn't really even get to step into or really throw his whole arm into it because when he was coming through with his arm, he was getting his arm hit by 
a defensive player. So definitely takes courage to take that hit and throw the football. So that's something he hasn't necessarily done all the time as a quarterback because, you know, his abilities, uh, his mo- uh, basically his mobility and just the system he was in in college. So he gets outside the pocket, he throws it, his arm gets hit, he still is able to complete that pass. Also, what you can look at on that play is just the arm strength. I mean, he didn't really get all into that throw, and he still got enough on it, and it was just right there. He got up on it. So that's one thing that you can look at. You look at the, the pocket awareness, definitely he's growing in that aspect. He was able to slide it out to, to the left. He kept his eyes down the field for people to be open. You know, of course, not taking off running it by himself. And he got it there. Despite being under heavy duress. Now, you may not think that's a big thing. It's one play, uh, 16 yards, really not that big a deal for some. But for Malik, and just for the growth of him, it's a big deal because he definitely... Did his thing. He definitely did some of the things that he's been working and growing, um, working on and growing with in terms of, you know, the drills and practices and things like that. Because, you know, obviously this drill, this this actually was similar to a drill that they do in practice when they have the uh, they're moving around the pocket and practice. And like, you know, they've got you got coaches or people out there that are hitting them with different things, probably moving. Now, him and Ryan Tannehill do the same drill. So they're moving around, they're shuffling around and kind of getting, you know, uh, knocked with the different things or whatever while they're moving around. But they're able to still keep their head up down the field, move around to kind of make things happen. So that drill kind of translated to the football field. So, you know, you're definitely seeing the growth and, and the uh, – the effectiveness that he can could have potentially if he was throwing the football more. Uh, of course, you know, um, he definitely has some room to still grow. And, and, you know, that's part of it with him being a young quarterback and getting used to the NFL game. However, with this one play, I've got to say that, you know, it shows that he's definitely grown. It shows that he's definitely taken in everything that's being taught to him and showed to him. And he's showing to be a guy that, it really cares about his craft. I mean, people can say he does, he doesn't, and we don't know, only 10 passes. But in those 10 passes, you can break down and see a few things that actually show that he's on the right path to getting to where he wants to be. And, you know, that's that ought to be an exciting thing. But for some, I guess he just wasn't exciting enough. I'm going to talk about that next as well. Well, may as well talk about it now, since we're going to have uh, we're going to close out the show with this. Then there were some people on social media that just were not very happy with Malik Willis throwing the ball 10 times, despite the, the Titans literally running the football at will. Basically, they almost had two guys have they almost had Derrick Henry with 219 yards and then Dontrell Hilliard, the backup running back, had eight carries for 83 yards. 314 yards, excuse me, 302 yards out of those two guys. 302. But yet people still want to complain 
about Malik Willis. Well, he didn't throw the football, but 10 times, and he didn't do this, he didn't do that. Sure, he did miss some passes where he was high. You know, uh, the Chega Kwaku pass, uh, Kwanko pass on a, on a route was, he, you know, he missed him. He was there. Uh, but, you know, things are going to happen. You know, of course, taking a sack when you're not supposed to or getting rid of the football. That's what young quarterbacks do until they figure things out. So some people were not very much sold on Malik Willis. Some people were saying that's why we need Tannehill. He's our only, he's our only choice and this, this, and this. That's not necessarily true. Eventually, Malik, I believe, is going to be the guy for the Tennessee Titans at quarterback. He's going to be okay. He's not going to come out and look like a superstar off the top. If he did, he would be starting now. People have to understand that. I mean, give you a prime example. Steve McNair, I mean, he didn't start his first year. And heck, he, he barely played. That year, they were putting in packages for him to run a draw. I mean, he really didn't start or play a lot for the first what, couple years. But he still is one of the best quarterbacks in franchise history for the Tennessee Titans because of the toughness, because of the growth. I mean, he, he was a co-MVP one year with Peyton Manning. Yeah, plenty don't talk about that. But yes, he was a co-MVP with Peyton Manning one year. So just kind of give you a little bit of a refresher of Steve McNair. And I'm not saying Malik is Steve McNair. But what I am saying is give him time to grow. He's going to be okay. Exercise a little patience. More than likely, I mean, in my opinion, I think, do I think he could be the starting quarterback next year? I think is a, there is very there's a very distinct possibility. There's also the possibility they could bring in a veteran uh, as well. I mean, heck, there's also the possibility, potentially the possibility they could renegotiate something else with uh, with Ryan Tannehill. There's no telling. There's no telling what can happen, but there is the possibility that Malik is the future quarterback here in Tennessee. And, I mean, honestly, I think people need to give him a little slack because his first start, one, the running game was going, so he really didn't have to do much but hand the football off. We'll get to know more about him as things go on. And in the preseason, when you saw things, you saw great things and you saw things he still need to work on. That is just the mark of a young quarterback. So please, if you got the thoughts that Malik's not the guy based off of this game, then really, I don't, you have to question whether you were really on board with Malik to begin with. Just my thoughts. All right, that's the end of this episode. Wanted to kind of highlight and talk about Malik Willis. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he grows from here on out. Uh, as far as me, you can find me on Twitter at MikePatton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N-82 on Twitter. Uh, and as far as this show, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on iHeartRadio. You can find it on Google Podcasts. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can rate the show five stars would greatly be appreciated. And then on Apple podcast, you can rate the show there again, five stars is greatly appreciated. And, and you can leave a review. Please leave some good ones now, please. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back with another episode this week or two or three or four. Who knows? You will if you 
subscribe. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the show. I'm out. Peace.